Welcome to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. We talk about the intersection of parenting and technology. Everything you need to know about raising kids in the digital age. This is Parenting Bites. Hi, welcome to Parenting Bites. This is Rebecca Levy of Kids Views. I'm here in the studio today with Amy Oztan of Amy Ever After. Hello. Hello, Amy. And on the phone is Andrea Smith, our technology guru extraordinaire. Hello. <laughs> She's back. <laughs> <laughs> On the phone. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm so glad to be here. And um, it's perfect because we're actually going to do not a gadgety topic today, but it's still much more techy. We are doing a whole show today on how to protect yourself and your friends on Facebook because you might also be unwittingly um, exposing your friends' data to all these giant companies. But in light of the Cambridge Analytica scandal, um, which Amy wanted me to be sure to remind everyone that we talked about two years ago. Um, uh, I think <laughs> or a year and a half, and a half ago. ago. I think the word I used was scold. Like if you had paid attention to that episode, you would have stopped doing this stuff a year ago, December, and you would be fine. Right. So since nobody probably did, um, or maybe you're a new listener, we're going to talk about how what you should be doing on Facebook to do a whole tune-up for your privacy um, and everyone's privacy who you're connected to because everyone's connected. So what you're doing affects everybody when you're inviting these outside apps in. Um, and we'll talk about, there's a great New York Times article too, and we'll talk about other things you can do to not be tracked online um, and having all this information gathered on you in the background until our government actually maybe does something about it, which I'm not holding my breath. And then we will have our bites of the week. So let's jump in. Amy, do you want to do a little summary of what went down in the past week that made everyone realize this was happening? Yeah. So actually, let's go back to the part of this that we discussed in episode 98. Um, we did an entire... I you know the episode number. <laughs> I listened to it again this morning. Um, we did an entire episode uh, in December 2016 about Cambridge, Analyt- Cambridge Analytica and what they had done with Facebook to help win the election for Republicans in 2016. And what they basically did was all of those stupid Facebook quizzes, and not all of them, but certain ones and and profiles and things that you go to an outside website, you take a quiz, you reveal a bunch of stuff about yourself, and then it says, do you want to share this on Facebook? And you click sure without reading what the terms are. And that gave that website access to a whole crapload of information about you that, thanks to Facebook, was connected to your name. And what they then did with that information was give you ads that were so specifically targeted to you right down to, you know, every political issue. And it it was just crazy. Go back and listen to the episode um, because we we talked about it and we were really pissed off and I'm still pissed off. What happened in the past week was over the weekend, Facebook said, hey, um, the information of 50 million Facebook users was compromised. It was leaked. You know, these these sites tricked us out of it. Cambridge Analytica said that they were gathering this information for academic purposes and tricked us. And then we told them to destroy it and they didn't and they used it. Facebook totally played themselves off as a victim in this. No, 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 no. It's it's so sketchy what happened. Um, You know, did Cambridge Analytica lie about using it for academic purposes? Were they supposed to destroy it? Who cares? 
Facebook's system allowed them to get this information in a very shady way, and they used it. From 270,000 people, we should say. 270,000 people downloaded the app and then gave consent. And because it also gave consent to collect your friend's information, Mm -hmm. and as long as your friend's settings... Said information can be collected. And as long as your settings said other apps can collect this information from me. That's how we ended up at 50 million. It's like that old Breck commercial, right? Then she told a friend and she told a friend. People know that their friends, that they're actually, when they say they're giving consent, that they're also giving consent for this application to collect data on their friends. That's the part that I didn't know about. I thought that because I stopped taking those stupid quizzes that I was safe, but I wasn't because I didn't know that there was a setting in Facebook that's very easy to change, and we'll tell you exactly how, but it defaults to letting you, because all of the Facebook privacy settings all default to letting Facebook do whatever they want, it defaults to letting you share all of your information with other people's apps, which is Crazy. Also the case, we should say, on Google, on Twitter, it's the case on almost every platform, Instagram, that when you give consent, in who nobody reads the privacy policy, you are giving this giant blanket consent that has giant tentacles. And, you know, I think about this, too, because I use a Gmail extension um, for my business, but it totally gives them permission to basically read your email. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's how it, their, That's how those apps do what they do. They need right. to see what's in your email so, in order to sort it and categorize it and you know figure out answers for it automatically. Right. So you have to think about what that what that means, um, and nobody wants to, right? I'm right. included. We've, we've talked about that in the past, right? About how people, for sake of convenience, basically give up all their privacy. Because, yeah, if Fresh Direct knows what I want to order each time, that's great. Then I don't have to fill out the list. If Facebook knows what, I, what I'm what i shopping for, that's great. And there's such a balance between privacy and convenience on Google and every other site. Right. Yeah. And I think what happens is you become more and more used to this idea of convenience where maybe something is a little more convenient, but is that trade-off worth it? And was it really so hard before, (laughs) you know, like, I I mean, I think they've also tricked us into thinking that convenience is optimal. Sometimes convenience is not optimal. Sometimes having a little bit of friction between you and pressing purchase would not be the worst thing um, for you. It's not a good thing for them, but it would be maybe better for you, just like we've talked about giving kids cash when they start handling money, right? Mm -hmm. Because they have no understanding of money if all they're doing is using a credit card all the time. Um, So let's go back a little bit to Facebook because one of the first things they talk about doing, which I don't know if people even know where these things are, but you should get to know your settings button on Facebook. Mm -hmm. It should be the first thing you do. It looks like the setting button on pretty much every app there is. It's that little gear um, and you've got to go in there. You've got to go into settings, whether you're on the mobile app, and actually do it on both. Do it on mobile, do it on desktop, do do it wherever. Um, and once you're in settings, you go to apps. You can also go to platform. Platform, one click, and you shut it all down, like all of it. And Amy freaked out when I said <laughs> just go to platform and shut it down because she said, what, Amy? 
but I like to sign into other websites using Facebook. It's so easy. And then what did I say? Oh, Don't do it. You're yes. giving them all of your information. It's it like, but it's so easy. The They've got me. Worst. You think great. Another the password worst. I don't have to remember. Great, great, great. It is the worst. If you go They know into... what Netflix movies you're watching. Yep. They know what Spotify songs you're listening to. I never, ever, ever use Facebook oh. to log in. And to God, I use it so much. And sometimes it shares your information to Facebook yep. so everyone can see. Remember when everyone was playing Farmville? Oh, God. Oh, my and, God. And you'd see their stupid updates like, da grew some cauliflower today. And you were like, shut up. Or so-and-so is listening to this song on Spotify. Yes. And people didn't even know it was sharing that. Exactly. Yeah. And so start with, if you're, if you're not brave enough to just shut down platform, <laughs> which will kill the API for every app you sign into, um... So Amy's decided she's oh. not brave enough to do that. Oh, Amy set Sorry. off her phone. I was, I did. I just, I thought I had it set to make no noise, and apparently that setting isn't what I thought it was. <laughs> Amy doesn't know how to do any of her settings. We're learning. I, no, I, I'm just, I'm setting clueless. Um, but go into apps, and you will be shocked. I guarantee you, you will be shocked at how many apps you have authorized to tap into your Facebook account because you probably entered a sweepstakes one time somewhere or entered a quiz once and you're going to be don't like, don't do it. Don't do it. And you're going to say, what is that? Um, I had things, I had so many apps connected and I basically turned almost all of them off. There's two I kept um, because I need, I need them synced to Facebook for different reasons, but Otherwise, I shut it all down. Um, do it. Shut it down. Shut it down, especially apps that are companies that maybe don't exist anymore. But someone has your data. Someone, someone bought it from them. And let's think about this. A lot of people use Facebook Connect. You know, it's convenient. If you log in with Facebook, you never have to remember your password. Yep. The better solution here is to use a password manager like LastPass. So you still never have to remember your password, but you're not giving all your personal private information and data to all these companies. And what Rebecca pointed out to me when she was trying to shame me into turning it <laughs> off was that, you know, maybe you think Facebook is safe, maybe not. But if that website gets hacked, right, then they also have access. And, most, and who knows how safe that website most is. Most hacks have happened from third-party sites. It's actually very rare that your Facebook account was hacked. What mostly happens is that someone hacked into one of these third-party sites that don't have the kind of funding and encrypt, you know, to fund all this encryption stuff. And so they get your Facebook login. Also, all those people are like, there's a fake Facebook account. Someone hacked my face. It's usually because of some one of these third-party mm. apps. Um, so yeah, don't do it. And don't give them your Google either. Don't all, don't yeah. sign on with Google. That's not a good idea. I'm still just so shocked about the friend thing. So how many kids who are on Facebook, and I know not many kids are using it anymore. <laughs> like what kids? <laughs> right. The younger kids. Um, like just it, it never occurs to anyone that this also shares information with everyone. It, basically, it says we can see your friend list. Yes. And now we have all of their information. Yeah. That's just not something that ever occurred to me. And you can collect, it's like limited information about the friends. If their settings say, yes, my friends' apps can collect information on me. And for a long time, I don't know if it's still the default, but it definitely was the default for years on Facebook. And then I think they did get pushed back, and it might not be the default anymore, the friends one. But it it was the default. Like, you didn't even know it was happening. So 
I would say at least go into your immediate family because you can't control all your friends. Um, first of all, shut it off that any of your friends' apps can do that for you, but also make sure your parents' Facebook account settings, your kids, your just do it um, because seniors, I hate to say it, and kids are the most susceptible mm-hmm. to going and taking all of those quizzes and you know sharing information they shouldn't be sharing or falling for things just do it do a giant audit of all of your facebook apps but also for the people that you are close enough to to get in there and do it for like your kids yes yes and also you know minimize what you share publicly while you're in there in your settings you know set your default facebook posts to friends only or um, you can do a couple of my friends have gotten very granular and actually taken the time to make friends lists where they made a list of people who are actually their friends because now people have so many Facebook friends. <laughs> and especially in this sort of political era where people are being attacked all the time for things, um, they went in, made a Facebook list called like real friends mm-hmm. um, and set it so only those friends can see their posts. And those people can't see what bucket you've put them into. No, no, no. Yeah. No one sees that you're like, I don't know. Real friends. Yeah. Oh, stuck with her. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. So um, but take that time. Yeah. And it really only takes a few minutes. In fact, back on episode 98, we also had some links to some really helpful security audits that you can do that, that don't take a lot of time. So we'll link to those, too, because I think we all, we just use these sites so much. We just forget. That's you know? what they're counting yeah. on. That's and what they're counting on. It works on. with me. And I'll say, so in this New York Times article, one of the things he talks about is also outside of Facebook, installing a tracker blocker. Um, So you install that in your browser, basically. And it there's some good ones. They said uh, Disconnect and Privacy Badger were good for Chrome. And it said, you know, what people don't realize is when they're on Facebook, it plants a tracker in your web browser like a cookie and that keeps collecting information from you. So when you close the app, when you're out of Facebook, it continues to follow your activities. So the other sites you visit, people you interact with through status updates, it just keeps following you, which is why when you go back to Facebook, the ad for the thing you were just looking at <laughs> at Nordstrom is now in your sidebar or in your feed, right? They've continued to track you. Yeah, which is why everybody you. thinks Facebook is listening to them because right. when they talk about something, all of a sudden it shows up. But it really actually, Joanna Stern at the Wall Street Journal did a great video on it last week, basically showing you go into a store, Facebook knows it because mm-hmm. the apps are tracking your location. They know everything, they know what you're buying. So yeah. that's why it's so creepy. It's so creepy. So shut, turn off location settings. That's really basic on your phone. Um, Go into the app, shut down location. You can do it by app. So if you want location on for your weather app or for your whatever, great. But there's no reason to have location on for Facebook. Like, it's purely so Facebook can track you. There's absolutely no reason for it. Um, So shut that down. Even if you're one of those people who likes to tag where you are when you're on Facebook, when you share pictures, you can manually put that in. Um, So shut it down. And... I would. The other thing they recommend is installing an ad blocker, which these companies really hate. <laughs> but um, it, and as a blogger, right? I don't like it either because that's how I make money. But right. but it's going to be the new normal, I think. Um, and yeah. it prevents ads from loading altogether. So it's also an add-on on your mobile device or your computer. 
And, you know, one of the things they point out is that a lot of this malware has spread through advertising, through mm. ad networks. Even though it says even the largest websites do not have tight control over the ads that appear on their sites, and sometimes malicious code can appear inside the ad network. And it's how those have spread huge because people don't even realize it. So one of the things they said that security researchers like is something called uBlock Origin, which blocks the ads before they even load into the network so that any malware can't automatically download onto your phone or your computer. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, clear your browsing data. You know, just periodically. Oh God! Then it gets clear your signed out of everything. Your browsing history, just clear it all. Um, temporarily deletes cookies and trackers, even though they'll reappear over time. You know, eventually. And then the biggest thing I think is be wary of unknown brands. Mm. That even if you read their privacy policy, you have to take it with a grain of salt. And in the case of This Is Your Digital Life app, which was the Cambridge Analytical app that people downloaded, the fine print said information will be collected for academic use, not commercial purposes. But not true. And people saw Cambridge and it was Cambridge University. Cambridge, I trust it. Nothing to do with Cambridge University. Yeah. Yeah. So it says, you know, really think twice before sharing things, especially if everyone is just like jumping on the bandwagon Mm -hmm. of signing up for some new thing, um, which was happening with Vero. Mm-hmm. Right, last week, two weeks ago, just take a moment <laughs> to read the privacy policy, even though it may make you want to fall asleep immediately. Um, and then immediately go into their settings because most of those apps will have settings, and you'll see the default is set to share with everyone, share everything with them, go in and fix your settings. I can't say it enough go in and fix your settings today, just do it. Yeah, It'll I take think you five people, minutes. you know, you read those privacy settings, and I think people. You know, they gloss over and they're like, yes, 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 just load it already. You know, you read it. I mean, there have been apps that I've read the privacy settings before I agree, and I delete it. I'm just like, no way. That is too much information. You don't need that from me. Well, we've talked about this before. In other countries, all of those settings would be off by default. And you would have to go in and opt in to sharing this. Yes, the new European privacy settings, that's what it is now. This, This is a political issue. So you can call your your congresspeople and your senators and say, I don't want this stuff shared by default. Why don't we have laws against this? Right. I actually think two-factor authentication should be default as well, because one of the big ways that people, especially on Google and things like that, is because people aren't using that and so easy to hack into their whatever. And Mm -hmm. it just be the default. So then people don't feel like it's a hassle or don't understand what it is. It's just normal. Right. And again, they're trying to reduce the friction as much as possible to just get you to sign up for things. So, you know, the last thing I want to talk about, because I had a not a heated debate, but a discussion online with some people in the kids space about Facebook Messenger kids. And I'm very, very against Facebook Messenger kids. I think it is a thousand percent unnecessary and I think it is a hundred percent a backdoor way for Facebook to get parents to create Facebook accounts for their kids because kids are not signing up for Facebook Mm. um, as they get older and so they're pretending that it's this fabulous way for kids to connect with their grandparents who are on Facebook which I think is the dumbest thing ever heard because all grandparents have texting yeah my kids text their grandmother right. now that she finally got a phone that isn't a flip phone right. she can text on the idea that you need to install another app people don't even want to install the facebook messenger app half the time right. so um it there were some people in the kids space who thought this was 
fabulous and wonderful because they looked at it and saw that you could doodle on it and you could, I don't know, add stickers. I'm like, you can do all that on iMessage and WhatsApp and anything else. Um, But I would say in light of this news, I would really not install Facebook Messenger for kids. It is wholly unnecessary to put your kids' information into this environment um, purely so Facebook can monetize them later on, which is... It's what it is. They can pretend it's something else. It's just not. Hmm. So, and that's aimed at kids under thirteen. Yes, it wow. is for like. And when they show it, like it's like for like six-year-olds, five-year-olds. Hmm. Yeah, they're like they have stickers and things. So kids who can't communicate. That's crazy. I mean, there are so many things with stickers, and there's phones to call grandparents, and there's FaceTime. I yep. mean, that's crazy. It's crazy, and I think really insidious like i i don't believe for a second that it was some like wonderful attempt to just bridge communication between the generations I'm like no it was dumb. how can we suck in the little kids yeah how can we get parents setting up these accounts then we skirt the children's privacy laws and then get these kids already having a facebook account so that when they turn 13 they're already on facebook and we can claim that many more users because we're bleeding users under 18 so don't do it don't do it. And you know what? Tell Facebook why you're not doing it. Let Make them clean up their privacy act um, because it's so important and they've been in total denial about the power they have, which I think is amazing because if you were to look at what they show advertisers, it's all about the power they have. Right. Um, right. Well, what, the data. Yeah. It is interesting. I mean, I've heard some interviews. Um, Cheryl Sandberg was interviewed on, on the Recode podcast um, and she talked about, you know, they... they they just didn't realize the, the potential risk of all of this data getting into the wrong hands. And it'll be really interesting to see if it requires government intervention to clean up. Well, that's the thing. Every time Facebook has to talk to the government about something, they're like, oh, no, 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 our advertising doesn't do anything. It's not effective. It doesn't mean anything. And then when they come to me, you know, on, on Facebook, say, boost this ad, it's like, this is how to... Get your stuff in front of people. It totally works. Well, they said if you saw the Facebook sales presentations for political um, campaigns that were all about how you can micro-target, and mm-hmm. it was so, it was their entire pitch to political campaigns and why they had to be spending on Facebook. So for them to pretend that they think they didn't have influence is Yes, to, so to pretend bizarre. that they're ineffective when their entire business model is built on yeah. this being effective, it's just laughable. It's so bizarre. I don't know what kind of bubble they live in. But um, anyway, that aside, if you're still using Facebook, which is probably the reality for almost all of us, then go into your settings and do the security check. And you, I'm telling you, you will be shocked at how many apps you have given permission to access your Facebook profile. And then go in and shut it all down. And then stop using Facebook to log into things. No. Stop using Google to log into things. Sorry, Baby Amy. steps. Baby no. Steps. And then, well, once you shut down all those apps, you're not going to be able to sign in. With That is what those apps are saying. Mm. You've connected them so that you could do that. So It's interesting. There was an article, uh, somebody who gave up Facebook for three months just because, you know, just like totally over it and couldn't get into his Airbnb account, <laughs> couldn't get into all of these accounts. Because Facebook was deactivated, and right. he had to reactivate Facebook in order to log into the accounts to change the login. Yeah, don't give one company so much power. They already do have it. Just mm. just back off. <laughs> it's already bad. We're already consolidating to three companies. And so if Amazon has your entire shopping history, 
and Facebook has your entire life history and Google has your entire communication history and shopping and whatever. You're just, yeah. Okay, but let me just stress for people like me who aren't ready to cut that cord yet and yeah. who, who still are going to sign on with things, then it's even more important for you to make sure that you have two-factor authentication on Facebook. Yeah. So that if somebody steals Facebook, they're not getting into everything else that you can go into. Right. So just... If you're, you know, if you're That's not true. at that stage yet, yes. although it's sure usually you're... the reverse, it's usually they're stealing from that company and then we'll get into yeah. your Facebook. Yeah. So either way, I got three alerts the other day. Someone trying to get into my Facebook account. I my credit because I kept getting texts. Yeah, I get the texts. Yeah. Yeah. Here's yeah, your I code. Did, yeah. I'm like, no, it's not. I my, did not do that. My credit card got stolen yesterday and uh, not stolen like the number was used. And I just want to give a shout out to Amex for catching it. That people yeah. were trying to buy cell phones at Verizon. Yeah. yeah, they they're pretty good at the credit card companies have been dealing with this for so long that they're really good at it. Yep. But all right, well that's our recommendation. Go to your settings, people, and if you don't, don't say we didn't warn you. <laughs> and we will be <laughs> right back with our bites of the week. We are back with our bites of the week, and Andrea, since you are remote, you're going first. Remote from the Jersey Bureau. Okay, <laughs> <Yeah>. great. <laughs> um. So since it says to techie, just to follow up on what we talked about, there's a great article on the Electronic Frontier Foundation about how to change your Facebook settings, and um, I'll give Amy a link to that, you know, in case eight others that we post don't, uh, don't give you the exact instructions. But, you know, um, a couple of weeks ago, maybe a week or two, there was a great article in the Times by Perry Class, who I love, How to Be a Modern Parent. And it's so funny because it's all the things we talk about, like we talked with Michelle Ruiz about how to get your kids to sleep. We talk with people about, um, you know, other kinds of parenting things. And it's a really comprehensive article, probably with a lot of backlinks to older articles, but like bedtime and feeding, you know, like if your kid's eating, it's fine. Don't stress. Like all the things that I wish I knew 27, 28 years ago. Um, and so, you know, it's kind of like just telling you you're okay. You know, here's how to discipline. This is, these are different um, kinds of things that everyone's talked about and have evolved. So I would recommend it. It's called How to Be a Modern Parent, and um, we'll have a link to it. Cool. We like her. I think, did we talk about her article last week? Yeah. Uh, was it last week? At or some point. Ago, we talked about her article hmm. a lot. I like her. All right. Amy? Okay. Yes. This is what I was trying to find when I accidentally set off a YouTube video earlier. <laughs> um, so every day I work from home, except when I'm here, and I always have the TV on in the background. And usually I watch like repeats of stuff that I've seen a million times so that it's entertaining but not distracting. And I guess I've just been doing this for so long that I finally, a couple of weeks ago, ran out of recorded stuff. I went through every Designing Women, every Lawn <laughs> Order, every West Wing, everything, and I was looking every little house on the prairie. Every, well, no, that's that's what happened. I, I about two weeks ago, I was like, okay, nothing's recorded. What can I watch? And I turn on the TV at eleven, and there's Little House on the Prairie. So I started watching Little House on the Prairie every day that I'm home at 11 o'clock, and I started giving these updates on social media. I would just do like a Twitter-length summary of the episode. And I found out a few days ago that a bunch of my friends actually helped set up and promote the Little House on the Prairie website. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they saw my, my tweets, and they were like, you know we do that website, right? I was like, no, I had no idea. Um 
So it's it's a fantastic site if you're a fan of Little House on the Prairie, either the books or the series, and hopefully both. It's littlehouseontheprairie.com, and it's fantastic. They've got arts and crafts that are like, you know, old-timey pioneer stuff. They've got recipes. They've got episode guides. Um, it's just an entire website full of Little House on the Prairie goodness, and it's, it's really, really fantastic, and... Um, yeah, and you can check my social for those those updates every day except for Tuesdays when I'm here recording this. It's on right now, and I'm not watching it. The so. um, the new biography that came out about her is supposed to be phenomenal. It's uh-huh. like on my reading list because, you know, she was crazy. I, I She was a crazy right-wing libertarian. I've heard that she was crazy <laughs> and that her daughter might have written the books. Yeah, most people think her daughter wrote the books from the journal. Her daughter was an Anne Rand disciple. Her daughter was really far libertarian, um, but... Yeah, it's uh, her daughter. Because if you read the last one, the very last one that was just her journals that never got turned into a book, if you buy if you buy the entire box like I have, <laughs> um, I can't remember what it's called, but it's literally just her journal, and you see the difference, how badly written they are. Well, I mean, it's and it's no great surprise that somebody who was a pioneer living, you know, out yeah, there was, was like, yeah, I mean that they were. I, so... I would think libertarianism would make the most sense. Well, except that her whatever he get yeah. into, except that her sister went to a state-funded school for the blind, and is the only reason she. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I'm just saying that it, it's not like finding out that you would be is no, what I'm no, saying. No, of course, of course. Um, yeah, I, I we talked about rereading those books yeah. on, on here a few times. How racist and the major issues with those books, and how you realize Pa is such a jerk when you read the books. But and, anyway. and it's and and I think that's why I like the series because it's all of that is smoothed over the way it that totally Hollywood over. But I also I really do love the books. Um, they're they're whatever they're a piece of Americana. Um, anyway, yay Little House, <laughs> go half pint. All right, and I've enjoyed your updates. Me Thank too. You. I like your updates. I'm waiting for Mary to go blind. Um, <laughs> that was the scariest episode ever. Um, okay, so my uh, bite this week is from McSweeney's. And it is the five stages of socializing with your children's friends' parents. It is so funny. It basically breaks down how you get along with or are friends with your kids' parent, your your kids' friends' parents at each stage of their life. So zero to three, three to seven, seven to twelve, like twelve to sixteen, and then sixteen plus. And it's so right on. I mean, I should say it's from a dad point of view, so it's a little. Um, I don't know how to say like. It's different than a mom point of view would be because the dad really doesn't have to interact as much with the Mm -hmm. other parent, I would say. Um, But it's hilarious because it's so true. And everyone I sent it to was like, oh, my God, no matter what stage you're in, you're like, yes, that's the stage I'm in. From the like, you're all best friends to the drop off party to the like, to the you don't even want to make eye contact on the subway with the person because you can't remember their kid's (laughs) name. And then like coming full circle. It's so funny. I'm at the 16 plus stage with one of my kids now and forget about their parents. I don't know who their friends are. So forget about it. It's really funny. So highly recommend. And uh, that is it. That is our show for this week. Yay, Andrea. We were happy to have you back. Yay. Mm, Even remotely. (laughs) Uh, Hopefully next time in person or soon in person. We'll figure it out. Soon in person. And uh, and I'm going to be checking Amy's settings on her Facebook. (laughs) We're making Amy not sign into (laughs) any. warning. We're going to do it live. We'll do a Facebook live of oh her God. Facebook We're settings. Have an intervention. Yeah, the, her Facebook settings. No one will see her Facebook live anymore. I stopped all shut taking down. the quizzes. I thought that was enough. <laughs> no. Thanks, Amy. Thank you. We're worried about you now. 
Uh, you can check us out on parentingbites.com and facebook.com slash parentingbites and iTunes, of course. Rate, review, subscribe. And until next week, happy parenting. Good luck. <laughs> Bye. Bye.